Hey Perks Peeps, so we're going to do something a tad bit different this episode. I want to share with you all this wonderful song that we discovered here on Perks Podcast. And I just want you all to vibe out to it before we get into this episode that we interviewed DJ Too Much. So the song is called Peachy by TMC featuring little darling girl and also if you love it if you're vibing with it i would definitely drop the soundcloud link below so you all could check it out and also i'm gonna post their igs so hope you enjoy and let us know how you love the episode so sit back relax and tune in Welcome, welcome, everybody. It's your boy, Tobias. And it's your girl, Aisha. And today, we will be interviewing a wonderful, a amazing, a DJ. I don't know what DJ short for, but we'll figure it out. Um, we're interviewing DJ Too Much. Want to introduce yourself? Hey, what's up? I'm DJ Too Much. Um, DJ stands for Disc Jockey. Look That's at that. Oh, thank you. You're not a disc jockey. Sounds like an insult, but we'll go with it. So, Asia, how are you doing? So, I don't know if you know this, but we don't say how you're doing on this podcast. So, um, DJ Too Much, I'm sorry. I just going to go between Lo and Lauren. I'm going to tell you that Okay, that's fine. <laughs> so on this podcast, we don't ask how are you. We ask how are you mentally, especially with the times going on. So we're going to start with you. You could do it on a scale system or you could just tell us how's everything going. So how are you doing mentally? Um, I'm good. I, I feel like this year has been kind of crazy. Uh, recently, I actually um, herniated my disc in my back. <clears throat> so I've been having issues like walking and stuff, but Ooh. I'm kind of getting back on my feet and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, this year in general has been a mental struggle for a lot of people. 
But fortunately, I've had my friends and my family to kind of keep me motivated and continue to keep me mentally in a good place, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, other than that, I'm in a, I'm good. I, I feel like, um, yeah, I'm good. No, that's good. And it's nice to have that support system, especially around you. Cause sometimes you could be like, oh, it's another thing going on this year. <laughs> Cause oh, it's yeah. Kinda, yeah, that thing's just packed on one after another. But just quick question. Tell me if I'm getting too much in your business. How has it been different in like physical therapy? Because I have family that's been going to physical therapy and it's like people are afraid to touch each other. So they kind of more just like direct them <laughs> what to do. Um, or have you so started? I, my physical therapy is actually in, uh, I do aqua therapy in the pool. Ooh, love it. So it's that. been kind of cool and yeah. I, I like it because it's better on my body as far as like yeah. helping me move more. I'm like able to swim mm-hmm. and like the, the aqua therapy is actually really cool. I don't have to worry about touching nobody because I'm in the water. Yeah. But, um, my physical therapists have been really, really helpful. Um, getting me walking again. I was walking with the cane for about four weeks. Oh my goodness! Um, my friends were like pushing me around in wheelchairs at stores and stuff. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's not my first time. I was in a wheelchair. I've been handicapped a couple of times. Um, I tore my <laughs> tore my Achilles. I had surgery. I couldn't walk for six months. So, and I know a lot of people who have gotten car accidents and um, not been able to walk or um, just you know, hurt themselves temporarily, like even guys tearing their ACLs. Yeah. My grandma had two knee surgeries. Like, it's very common. So oh I'm at God. the point where I'm like, all right, let me just try to make the best of the situation. You're like, I'm it a bounce back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> what cool. I'm just trying to, like, I really just try to stay positive, like no matter what happens. So. Yeah, oh, oh, I have like really, really bad sympathy pain. So when you said your grandmother had two knee surgeries, I kid you not, my knees just start jumping. When you said ACLs. Really? <laughs> horrible sympathy pain don't tell me you hurt me because i'm gonna feel it I'm yeah. gonna feel. oh my goodness <laughs> you want to people <laughs> so, so, yeah, so glad that you're feeling better though yeah yep, it's good yeah. not good to be down during downtown so we're glad you're much better asia how are you doing mentally i am doing good um so the weather it's great in Chicago this weekend. We are in late 60s. We may hit 70, but I have a feeling it's going to be freezing next week. So I'm going to take it. <laughs> yeah. It's like that I, here, too. It's actually it's supposed to hit 80 here today. 80? So where yeah. are you Too much? I'm in, I'm in Connecticut right outside of New York City. Oh, Connecticut. That's what's up. Yeah. Yeah. That's where Maury is. Yeah, he's in Stanford. That's yep, my, I my, I've been trying to get the family from Stanford. You yep. try to be Amori? I'm trying to be an audience Amori. <laughs> yeah. I think it's I feel like <laughs> a lot of people don't know, but like Connecticut and New York are like this. So like yep. New York and then like Greenwich, Stanford. And um, my dad's from Chicago, but grew up in Stanford, Connecticut. So oh. like Stanford, yep. Connecticut's like 20 minutes from Manhattan, yep. like on a train. So it's like, you know, it's we're all like right there. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I know that because whenever I was, so I came there in January and I went to Dr. Oz show and I also had tickets for Mari. However, was that? Uh, it was cool. It was really, really nice. Like the same thing. He was talking about like all these sicknesses that people have. He said, um, what did he say? He said breast cancer. I ain't even got breast, but I kid you not. I started hurting. I'm like, I got to go. 
I get bad sympathy. Special. I'm sorry, Lauren. He's special. <laughs> He's like really, really small. So I did that. Um, I did late night with Seth Myers, and then I was supposed to do Mari, but then it sold out. So I got tickets again for March when I was gonna go back, but then COVID happened. So I didn't get to go at all. I didn't get. To go. Do you know if he's having people in his audience? Because Wendy Williams is. Nah, she's not. She's only having her. Um, those are people that work for her. Everybody else. Oh, those is- are people that work for her. Mm-hmm. Saturday Night Live is having people in their audience, but you got to get COVID what? tested within twenty four hours before you go on the show. Dang. Yeah, See, so I could have did that with Megan was up there. We could have saw her. Nah. No, they just they just started like three weeks ago. Oh. <laughs> And even if that was the case, I'm not letting them put no Q-tip up my nose. I just can't think about it. I wouldn't it. let them. Would they have to do it? Do it's you know? Bad. Or you just have to get like a paper? That test I'm is not bad at all. Wait, yeah. you're traveling and not getting tested? Don't make it sound like this is a bad infomercial. Yes, I mean, <laughs> if you're traveling, you should definitely be getting tested for sure. I have yet to cough. Yeah. It's not all about coughs. You know, people have just had pink eye and had tested positive for COVID. I haven't had pink eye, guys. Yo, DJ Smudge <laughs> is trying to give me COVID right now. <laughs> I'm just trying to make you COVID, fully aware. Like, don't be, don't be um, Donnie out here talking about, I ain't <laughs> cough yet. <laughs> so, before she gave me COVID, I was an 8.5, and I'm not like a 4. <laughs> I'm even coughing now. Jeez. <laughs> but no, so seriously, so mentally, I am definitely at a 9. Um, I was exhausted. Like, when I say I'm exhausted, I was exhausted. I took the best nap on a flight yesterday. So I'm in Charlotte this week. And then when I got off the flight, my friends brought me to my hotel. I laid down. They were like, yo, where you at? I'm like, oops, I forgot y'all still downstairs. So I went downstairs. And I don't eat Mexican, right? But when I travel, I'm not the person that's like, oh, I'm not going to eat this. They're like, oh, would you like tacos? I'm like wherever y'all want to go. Even though I said, hmm, do y'all have a McCormick and Smith's? They're like, yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. They're like, oh, but we got a really, really good taco place called Ruru's. <laughs> like, All right. Y'all are gonco on this whole taco place. <laughs> it was some amazing tacos. So like, I was surprised. It was like great Mexican food. So that definitely changed my mood around. But yeah, other than that, I mean, angry people in the airport. So this is what we do here too much. I out talk Asia. So I'm gonna tell y'all a little story about the airport yesterday. Oh, goodness. Um, my best friend calls me and something happened to him in a store where somebody white, he's black, of course, somebody white says something out of hand to him. And so we're just on the phone talking about racial equality, right? Keep in mind, I'm tired. So when I'm not tired, I'm not aggressive. I'm the nicest black guy you'll ever meet, right? So I don't smile, but I'm extremely nice. So I'm sitting on the phone talking to him. I'm like, you know what? I said, we're talking about like the whole race issue. And I told him, well, you know, like life is what it is. So the guy next to me, he's, he's eavesdropping my conversation and so then he's all like oh you could be a little bit quieter huh by the time i knew it i'm like or what sir he just looked at me he got up and walked i'm like this ain't what you want i could be because a, you're a tall black man you ain't about to do that thing. <laughs> like i'm like listen i could be an abm real quick don't turn me to abm how tall are you i am six three are you really I am. Do I look sharp? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Asia, well, she am I said short? you're a tall black man. No, tall he is. He's tall. <laughs> you you definitely do not look tall from, from um, this angle. But, you know, 
pretty decent. You're about to have him straighten up. Look. <laughs> exactly. I don't want to look short. I see it. I see it. Okay. No cookie points. <laughs> Let's pull this camera back a little bit. Okay. I see it. <laughs> you single too much? Um, currently, yes. I like quiet guys, though. So. so you don't like quiet guys? I do. Oh, so you're, you're out, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you're okay. out, sir. You tell. <laughs> Maybe a little bit too much. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> you want a quiet black man. You want somebody you can run over, but that's a different... That's oh, a different not at all. I like somebody who talks to me, but in, in, in person and out in public is not like rah-rah. Like oh, no no no, me, not, that's unattractive. In public, I, no, in public, I'm not shy, but I don't. I like. I love people, but I don't like people. People are stupid sometimes. Yeah. If I would, maybe would speak his mind. Yeah. If I were a group of friends, then you can't shut me up. If I like the friends, but if I want a group of people I don't like, I'm like, yo, I'm about to run to the bathroom real quick. You looking for me? I'm in the Uber. Yes. This this N word will disappear on you. <laughs> like two topics from here that we could discuss. One about ghosting, and then another one about ailments. <laughs> Okay, let's do it. I'm ready for I, this. Yeah. Relationship, relationship topic. I know, definitely. Let's talk about gonna... this for a couple hours. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of the whole trying to be in a relationship. People don't know what they want in life, you know? And I'm tired of it. Like, Tired of what? I'm just tired of like, I don't know. It's, it's the whole, see, here's the relationship I'm in right now. Our relationship right now is solid. Me, myself, and the books. And I just bought this new book. It's called um, it's called Emotional Intelligence 2.0, right? I was in the airport and I had already been talking to my best friend about like, cause like emotionally, I will say I'm in balance. Like I'm either, boom, I'm here to the top emotionally. or like, I'm at the bottom, I don't care. So I saw this book. So I'm like, dang, the universe talking to me. So it was $40. I bought it. First three pages has changed my life. So it's gonna be me in school. So yeah. So is that gonna be your perk? That's my perk people my perk is a book called emotional <laughs> intelligence is by two brilliant white females Why you <laughs> whoa what what does that have to do with anything exactly that's what wrote that's who wrote the book they understand a black man better than i understand myself <laughs> all right so yes as you all hear he gave his perk at the beginning of this interview which is perfectly fine and for you all that do not know what perks are i will let you know what it stands for so perks it stands for perseverance energy reward knowledge and self so um pretty much we're gonna ask you at the end or maybe throughout the episode you may drop your perk it doesn't matter um on how one of those applies to something that you went through during the week um, so just keep that in mind, uh, DJ, too much, that you would have to give us a perk. Um, as you see, the VSC, I pretty much gave you an example on a new book that he discovered this week and how it changed his life in three minutes. <laughs> it's the first three pages. And I saw that. I didn't even know that was you who posted that, but I did see that book on IG. All right, so today's episode is going to be on entrepreneurship and self-growth. Um, so we already asked everybody how they're doing mentally. And 
um, Lauren, you didn't introduce yourself as DJ too much, but give us more information on what you do. So um, you can tell by the name, you're a DJ. Is this something that you do full time or is this more of a side hustle? What do you do? DJing is my full time career. Um, I, th I think a lot of people look at DJing as like a hobby, um, you know, playing music for events and doing shows. Um, but it's something that I quit. Um, I don't want to say I quit. I got laid off of my job. And when I got laid off, I just basically used um, the, the, I guess, the time to really invest in myself more so um, and to start my own business and start marketing myself. Um, but I also do marketing and brand strategy for other businesses. I'm helping them like build their brands up and um, promoting themselves on social media. Um, I recently started doing like a lot more or doing Instagram lives talking about how people can market their businesses um, using social media and different um, techniques and um, tactics that they, they can use to continue to build content and uh, strategize when it comes to building their brand and bringing in more sales from social media um, and different platforms like Instagram, Facebook, um, TikTok, all that kind of stuff. So um, that's kind of like, I love DJing, but I also, I went to school for marketing and um, that's, you know, what my other passion is too. So um, yeah, I love, I love DJing. I love hosting events and bringing people together. Um, we've done events all over the U.S. Like um, we've done events in Chicago, North Carolina, um, D.C., Miami, uh, Texas, uh, Indianapolis. So like um, and and also have been able to like travel all over the U.S. and and DJ different events for different people as well as like different countries. Like um, last year I was in Grand Cayman Islands and did an, a, a, an event out there, um, which was really, really dope. Yeah, I've been able to DJ out in um, Dominican Republic, Bahamas, Puerto Rico. So like we've been, you know, traveling before COVID and really like just building up the team too much brand um, and DJ too much brand. Um, and now because of COVID, I've been like in a position to really just help other DJs brand themselves um, and other businesses um, like fitness companies or um other you know uh like like djs fitness companies social media um uh influencers as well help them brand themselves and build their companies build their businesses from scratch because so many people are out of work you know what i mean so many yeah. people this year lost their jobs so i think this year was the year of the entrepreneur so to speak um a lot of people that had ideas and didn't have time to really pursue whatever it is that they might've wanted to pursue, this is the year that a lot of people took the, took advantage of being laid off or, you know, having more time at home um, to really like try to brand. Like I, I see a lot of people creating their own like online stores, like the their shirts or their like clothing. Um, and a lot of people are doing stuff like that. So it's really cool to see so many people like trying to follow their dreams and live uh more fulfilling life as far as you know even like with this podcast you know yeah <laughs> no no that's true if i'm up with COVID, we won't be here exactly huh? <laughs> i said if it wasn't for COVID, we wouldn't be here 
Exactly. That's the thing. Like you have this time to really create stuff like this and be more innovative. And the thing is that I I realized too, because of COVID, we have more listening ears and more eyes watching. Mm -hmm. So you're able to really make some noise because you have people that are actually online more and looking for things to like take up their time and to like, you know, all right, well, what can I find that's going to like keep me, keep my mind sane? Yeah. So, so use this time wisely. I love it. Multi-talented. <laughs> Off our homegirl COVID. What will we be doing? Why he got? Why COVID got to be a girl though? <laughs> What's up with that? Like, do racist answers? <laughs> yes, both of them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I do. I agree with you with that. And then as far as marketing, I don't know if you would agree with me but i also went to school for marketing a little bit i went for um, mass communications but the marketing i feel like getting educated in marketing it's cool for like little i guess you will call them like social settings and networking but like as far as like being taught how to be a marketer it's like either you got it or you don't i was having this conversation with somebody else and it's like if you ain't got the skills if you ain't got the personality for it then you can't really be a marketer i'm not yeah. sure if you agree or disagree with that but I just think like, uh, to be real with you, marketing is something that just kind of like is in my bones. And I think everything about life is marketing. And that sounds, probably sounds really crazy, but like no. you think about even, even dating, right? You talk about dating. Nowadays, dating is completely different because of social media. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I was talking to one of my homeboys yesterday from out in Cali and I was like, yeah, you out here posting these these thirst traps you know yeah. you girls in your dms he's like man it's not working but like that's marketing it's it's, mm-hmm. it's putting out you know you gotta put out, out your best foot so yeah, people you can see you. You, got, you better market yourself right you know what I mean? if you want people to slide into dms you want attention whatever yeah. that's all part of marketing so like you take those simple concepts and use them for a business and that makes you money you take those concepts and use them for dating that gets you a bay, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, it's, it's, it's every, to me, every aspect of life really requires you to put, like even your, yourself, you have to market yourself if you want a job, right? Mm-hmm. So it's all part of marketing and branding yourself to make yourself look a certain way so that somebody invests in you. Either way, whether it's financially or actually with their time and their effort or hiring you, whatever, it's all part of marketing, so. That's See, all that's, I was no, that's <laughs> a really good point. Um, because like you're letting people know this is what you get, and I want you to invest in me, but I'm gonna have to put my best foot forward so that people right. can use to follow you and to learn more about your brand. But one thing I do like, uh, which is your name, and then speaking of marketing, DJ Too Much. How did that name come about? So it was so it's your friend, Darius, Mr. Carr over here, he mentioned Darius? that I'm very... Hold on, people. Hold on. Stop. <laughs> she just called me Darius. What is it? That the, is, oh, the V look like, like an R. No, no. It's <laughs> not an R, that's a V. That's yes. where a Caucasian person calling me Davies, or Devias, or a country person calling me Devias. We're getting to that, Lauren. I'm just I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> We're just telling you what not to call me. How you get into your name? (laughs) (laughs) My name is pronounced Devias. For the people out there, one day when you hear my name, like Prince or Madonna or Cher, you're going to hear 
devious. You're gonna know how to pronounce it. So let's try it together. Too much devious. Devious. Next topic, people. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but um, so D DJ Too Much was pretty much a name that kind of came about because my friends will always say like, "Lo, Lo, you too crazy. Like, chill. Like, you too much. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, you know, when people say, oh, my gosh, she's just too much, like, goofy mm -hmm. and just crazy and just off the wall. I can be very, very chill and very, like, you call me nonchalant. I'm very, like, laid back. I don't really have a – not a lot gets to me unless I'm really invested in you. Like, if yeah. I don't really care, I just don't care. But um, when it comes to, like, music and DJing, um, I think it started – like, the DJ too much name started as a joke. But now at this point, when people – our DJ or they're at an event that I'm um, hosting or that I'm DJing. Yeah. Typically, if I'm DJing, people are, my goal is to make sure people are sweating and girls got their shoes off. Yeah. Guess what? <laughs> like, if, if, if you don't got your shoes off, well, you it's because it. you're not dancing for real. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, like, my thing is, like, typically, I'm in the city, we throwing on music, we got people dancing to reggae, we got soca going, we got some Spanish music, we got some hip hop, R&B, old school, new school, whatever. We keeping everybody moving on the dance floor. And people be like, oh my God, I'm sweating. It's just too much, it's just too much. I can't take it no more. So like, that's like what the name means at this point. For me, like, I wanna make sure people are having too much fun, dancing too much, and it's just too much for them. So, and even if they come to an, an event that, um, you know, Team Too Much puts together and we put together and host, I want people to walk away and say, this was one of the dopest events I've ever been to. Man, that event was worth every dollar I, you know, put in to, to go. My yeah. outfit was fly, it was worth it. You know, the, the entertainment was popping and the DJs was all lit, you know what I mean? And it's just yeah. a Too Much event, you know, what you're gonna get, you know, it's gonna be. I went to one of too much's. I don't think I don't think it was your event though. No, 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 no. That New Orleans was not my event. That was hosted by CC. Yeah, so I was one of the DJs. Yeah, so that's why I met her. And here's my situation with that guy. So, if you know me, I'm not the party animal, right? So I was told there was a party that's gonna happen around nine o'clock. <laughs> I get He's the already party. iffy because it's I nine o'clock. I party at ten fifteen with the whole <laughs> of I want to come in and leave out. Ten fifteen, nobody's there. So I'm like, hmm, interesting. Because it's a black party, people party. Listen, Don't get that to like eleven thirty. Nine o'clock means come at eleven. Exactly. You know that, right? <laughs> nine o'clock means eleven o'clock is when people are going to be no. outside so you waiting. Get there at eleven thirty. Eleven eleven thirty. That's when it's going to be twelve midnight. You know, that's when it's, you walk in and it's lit. But exactly. I will say, nine o'clock typically that means that's when you start getting ready. Well, here's the nine o'clock you start getting ready if the event so starts. I'm, at cool. I'm just not a party later. Like I like sleep too much. The younger me, from seventeen. To I personally like day parties. Day parties are kind of the way for me. I I I agree with you on the fact that I'm not really one that's going to be out partying. So like at, at this at this point in my life, I don't feel the need to really be out on it but if it's a good event and it's worth it i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna go because it's too late i i prefer day parties and brunches that's like really my wave at this point in my life because i'm yeah you, you know, know just 
But one huh? of us, man, you on the same wavelength. But one of us on here, they want to wake up late in the daytime. They want to go to a party at eight, and they don't want to leave until three in the morning. I mean, that's that's fine. I think everyone needs to go through their period of time where they experience that at some point. You're not in the you know that that's if that's what they want to mm -hmm. do. I know people that will go to a day party, go to a night party, go to a after party, and be fine. You know, I'm I'm a little too, you know, tired for for all that sometimes because I be having to work and stuff. But um, everybody but yeah, I, I, I won't lie <laughs> to you though. New Orleans is typically in a city that I go to and I turn up because New Orleans stuff doesn't stop till like eight in the morning. Yeah, um, but I don't feel like it has to be like you could just go out and have a good time, um, and you know, enjoy the city. Um, but I mean, to each their own. I can't yeah, party exactly. from, from <laughs> you know brunch till eight in the morning. That's that's too much. I have to go take a nap at some point. Early twenties, yeah. Now I'm knocking at thirty, but I'm gonna still just say I'm twenty five. Uh, I can't do that no more. It's not my life. I can't. <laughs> right. Yeah. But perfect. And nice to hear your journey of how you got that name. So, well, since we are talking about entrepreneurship this episode, so what would you say is the biggest perk um, for someone who's getting to that field that they enjoy? But I know you've seen the bright side of doing it. You've seen the positive side, getting to travel the world and things like that. But it's a process. But what has been like the major perk for you from doing something that you enjoy? I think just that, um, doing something that I love and enjoy and my passion. I think, you know, ultimately, you know, uh, my father will always tell me like, to pretty much work, try to work for myself. And um, like, no one's gonna pay you like you're gonna pay yourself, number one. Oh, number yeah. two, if you're doing what you love, it's never gonna feel like work because you love it and you're passionate about it. And I think, you know, there's been times where I've literally been DJing an event and I, I get to the point where I bring the crowd to that climax where everybody in the room the energy has shifted where they're all, you feel how you've taken the weight off of their shoulders about everyday life. And they're mm -hmm. just having, they're in that moment with you as a DJ and they're enjoying the music and you got the whole crowd singing back to you. And you, I just look up and I'm like, man, this is why I do this because I love this moment right here. This feeling of being able to uh, change the energy in a room off of a song and really making a moment with music, you know? Um, so for me, I, I just that feeling, it's almost like a high that I get from DJing because I love it so much. And when I'm able to like make a long, uh, long lasting memory for like a bride and a groom, the rest of their life, they're going to remember they had like the best wedding ever because, you know, the music was great and everybody had such a great time. And then if they can thank me for that, that's amazing. You know, there's been times I've seen a couple maybe um, four or five years after they got married and they're like, this was our DJ, you know, like yeah. they're still excited, you know, because that was their special day and you're really creating memories for people that last a lifetime. And I think more than anything this year, 2020 has taught me how much memories mean because I wasn't really able to make, you know, like new memories traveling, 
so to speak, this year. Like, I have yeah. planned to go to, like, Thailand and Dubai and, like, all – want to go to Australia this year. But, like, because of COVID, mm -hmm. I wasn't able – I wasn't able to do that, but I've been able to create so many memories in the past um, that I was able to look at photos, look at old videos and really reminisce about the memories that I made. So I, I realized how much memories mean because there, there might become, there might come a point where you're not able to make memories anymore. And all you're going to have is the memories you've made. So for me, it's that important to be able to cre help people create memories that are going to last a lifetime. And if I'm a part of that, that to me is the most fulfilling thing. Now, and that's a really good point. And then what I do like about you as a DJ is you know how to read the crowd. And that's oh, one you. thing I can't stand about DJ. They don't know how to read the crowd. Like they're up there, they're in the booth, they're just bobbing their head, but no one's on the dance floor. Right. <laughs> like what do no, you that, do it? <laughs> That's kind of why I started to be real with you. Um, uh, when I first started, I didn't really know how to mix and blend and scratch right off the bat. Yeah. But one thing I did know was how to play the music that people wanted to hear at the right time and how to like work a crowd. And, and I knew music. I always knew music because that was just like my family. You know, yeah. we always were really big on music. So um, when I, I, the first party I DJed, was because we used to hire this DJ and not to say he was bad because I learned, you know, from him, but mm -hmm. it was to the point where he asked me ahead of time what to, what I wanted to play for my crowd. It was like a hundred people there. Yeah. My mom's like, make him a CD so he could um, know what to play. So I made him a CD. Me. <laughs> right, right. But this is back in the day. This was like in the early nineties or no, okay. like, no, this was like early two thousands. Mm -hmm. Like, like uh, 99, 2000, cash money taking over for yeah. you know, whatever. So my mom's like, make him a CD so he ha so he ha knows what to play. And I'm like, make him a CD? Yeah. What? Like, so I make him a CD and he literally presses play and plays my whole CD through and everybody danced the whole time. And yeah. I was like, don't let them do this. Wait, mom, for this. Play to play my CD. <laughs> what? So I said, I literally watched it. I said, the next party, I'm DJing it myself. And wow. that's why, that's when I started. I was like, I'm going to buy my own equipment. And I'm just play the music. I'm going to make my own CDs and I'm going to play it. And that's exactly what I did. And everybody was dancing the whole, like the party was so lit. And I didn't even really like have the skills. I just knew what to place. So like, yeah. um, I pretty much created a formula from there, like to try to make sure whenever I'm DJing, if a song doesn't work, a DJ needs to change the song. You know what I mean? Or figure right. out a way to transition into the next song to keep people moving. But the, the purpose of a DJ is not to play music. The pur purpose of a DJ is to make a moment with, with the music and to create energy and, and make people dance and yeah, have a good time. That. And if you're not doing that, you're not <laughs> DJing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't get I don't get DJs that don't know how to change the music up and know how to keep people dancing because like for me that's what my job is you know no and that's a really good point because it just affects the flow of the party let's see <laughs> yeah. what it brings because if you don't have people on the floor it's like it's looking bad on yourself you got people coming to your booth like uh can you play this or can you play that because you ain't rocking with us right now 
right. But yeah, but that was really good that you um, learned that transition. So who has inspired you? So did you used to play um, instruments or was it like this one event that you went to and was like, oh, he's dope. I'm on the floor. Or was it just that one moment that he played that CD that you had and he was like, no, I could just do this myself. (laughs) Um, Honestly, I'm, I'm most inspired when I watch like concerts and shows. Because I, I, I look at more so like the entertainment aspect. So like, I've gone to shows like, you know, like Beyonce's show and seeing how she works a crowd. Like that's mm-hmm. how I, even though I love, you know, DJs, but I feel like, mm-hmm. I feel like I want to be more of an entertainer and really entertain, learn how to entertain a crowd. So like, I'm like, man, like we can bring people, it's about, it's about bringing people together through music. Yeah. So I watch how like an artist like Beyonce is able to get people excited and hype. I'm not dancing and stuff, but like still you're, you see like even the anticipation that she builds for her shows or for her music or whatever she's about to release. So yeah. that kind of stuff for me is what motivates me most. Even like when it comes to like if I'm throwing an event, I want to hype people up before they even get there so that they know, oh, man, this is about to be dope. So like even just hyping people up before they get there, it's giving them an anticipation so that they know when they show up, as soon as that DJ press play, it's about to be late. You know what I mean? Oh, that's a real good, that's a real good thing because you're building report. Cause when I see your name, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm with it. It's just like <laughs> <laughs> when you see certain DJs' names, you're like, okay, I know this party gonna be late. Or I'm like, okay, I know they're gonna be DJing tours, you know not the end of it but they're gonna kind of be the headliner so to say it's like okay i could arrive at this time i know they haven't played yet that i haven't missed them so that's why i do you build that report with people that they're like okay i know when i go i'm gonna have fun i'm gonna be sweating my shoes gonna be off (laughs) i'm gonna have a real good time so that's what i do appreciate about it so Yeah. So one thing, especially on this entrepreneurship stage that you're in, um, do you think that we as a generation are focused on financial freedom versus the generation before? Yeah, I mean, I see I see ads all the time about um, generational wealth and creating that for your family and uh, financial freedom or even like creating um, like I think everybody thinks that they're an influencer now in in this generation and i don't get that concept because you can't be an influencer without really influencing people yeah in in the masses (laughs) um but i mean i i get the concept a lot of people now want to create their lifestyle into a brand and they think having a couple hundred followers they're an influencer and they can quit their job not saying you know, to everybody, live your dream. It could happen, I'm sure. But I think that um, the the influencer part of it comes with time and with consistency. And I think some people want to just jump into it. And I think the thing that's wrong with just this generation as opposed to before is I think the work ethic aspect. You know, I think people think that becoming a uh, financially free is going to happen in a couple months like yeah you know oh i'm about to quit my job and i'm about to be a millionaire tomorrow like that's that's what they want typically you know what i mean but it takes 10 years to be an overnight success it takes ten thousand hours to be called a professional of doing the same thing so i think um 
people have to understand the concept of consistency, hard work, and time. So I think, yeah, financial freedom is possible for sure, but you have to continue to be consistent and it's going to take work. So even if you're financially free, you're still working, but it's for yeah. yourself. That's just the difference. And I think sometimes people think being financially free doesn't require work, but it requires a lot of work, a lot of effort, and a lot of consistency. And you have to continue. Even when it gets hard, you have to keep pushing. You know. And I think sometimes people are like, oh, it's hard. I, I just, I'm going to give up. And I, I yeah. think the real meaning of an entrepreneur is really um, building for yourself financially and not giving up you know, and continuing to hustle no matter what, you know? So I think if I would tell anybody anything, it's like, yo, just don't give up. Even if I were to tell myself, like my 18 year old self, what, you know, like advice, the biggest thing I would say is don't give up, you know, no matter what, because there's going to be times where people are going to doubt you. You're going to have haters. You're going to have people tell you that you're not good enough or like, I don't like it. It doesn't matter. You know, like that doesn't matter. You have to continue despite any of that. Even if people think whatever you're doing is whack, yep. keep pushing because somebody's going to like it. Believe it yeah. or not. You know what I mean? Like, yep. and that's, and I that's think... what I've learned. Like somebody's going to like it, even if it's not the people you think is going to be. You, you might yep. think that the people are, that are supposed to support you are the ones that are going to, but typically they're not. Typically it's people that yep. you don't even know that are watching mm -hmm. that are actually going to be the ones that are going to support you. Yeah. So yep. you gotta keep you gotta keep pushing because even if your immediate circle is hating, which is right. it shocks a lot of people because people that are closest to you are the ones that are probably gonna might end up being your biggest haters. Yeah. Sadly. Yeah. That's so and I think that's supposed to be yeah. a support group. <laughs> right. Yeah, it should be. And I think like that's kind of like everything that you said too much was like definitely right. And we appreciate that here at Perks because I guess we want that little transitional phase of where we just started off. And so Asia, she's the realist here, okay? She thinks that things are going to be slow and steady. For me, I need to be Michael Jackson like yesterday. I ain't got time to put work in. Make $1,000, make it happen. But, <laughs> but it's like, I get it. Like the whole, and then like even when people support you, like I know for instance, and I'm not people that are listening, because my best friends, they listen to my podcast, right? They support it. But they listen to it with a critical ear. And that's fine. And it's like, even with, even with family, it's like, I need you to just hear us and not necessarily, don't critique me. I don't tell me what I'm doing wrong. Like, just tell me, like, good job. And I think, like, that's the issue with immediate circles. It's like, they don't understand what trying to, if, if, they, if they don't have the same goals as you, it's hard for them to try and understand what achieving your dreams mean, you know? And it's, and it's just hard for them to kind of understand your language. Like, my friends understand my language. I'm like, listen. I want to be a podcaster professionally and I want a food blog. They're like, is that reasonable for you? It's not for me. Listen, Michael Jackson, me yesterday. I just, so we appreciate that advice because financial freedom, I don't want to be rich. And I think a lot of people fall into, oh, well, I got to be rich in order to set up generational wealth. Not generational wealth could be like just having generation after generation saying, hey, it's okay to go to a mental hospital if you, if you got issues. Um, generational generational wealth could be anything that brings some type of positivity into your life with me it's not necessarily about money like yeah cool money can buy me plane tickets but it can't buy me happiness you know so yeah. it's yeah that's my Honestly, about that being being real you know i have this conversation um with people who are entrepreneurs as well you don't really need that much money to be happy 
realistically you know like a lot of people that have too if you have too much you're gonna right. be unhappy because yeah. it, more money more problems, you all the time you know? Exactly. About, oh, we know you gotta we know you're a millionaire give us five dollars they ain't giving you five dollars no more go to work <laughs> <laughs> So I, yeah, I, I think I, I think it. I think it comes with balance too. Like I do think that yeah. um, financial freedom is really to me just being able to take care of myself without relying on a nine to five or somebody else's somebody else technically paying me, um, yeah. you know, to to come into an office every single day, you know, like right. for me to be yeah. able to pay my bills and also live the life that makes me happy. And that I enjoy. Yep. For me, I enjoy traveling, and I enjoy being with my friends. I enjoy being with my family, and Listen. I enjoy doing what I love. So if I Welcome can do to all the those family. That's what and, and have a good relationship <laughs> with my creator, that's all that matters to me. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And to me, that that's, that's my definition of financial freedom. But I think everyone has to define yep. what financial freedom is for themselves, right. because ultimately, financial freedom is happiness, and you have to define what makes you happy, and and what allows you to wake up and actually feel like man this is going to be a good day I, i'm yeah. happy about waking up today because a lot of people they might have tons of money but they're not really financially free because they're not really happy mm. on the inside you know what i mean they're like oh i, I don't want to i don't want to hang around these people i hate the people in my life or um i don't you know i don't like where i live it's really about yourself no matter yeah, what but those it is, are debbie dollars we don't even we don't even discuss those people because most of those people they hate everything about themselves they hate everything about their area they hate everything about their family but they don't make the changes like they you just want to talk negative. negative you know like yeah. like you're just a debbie downer no matter where you go we don't we don't talk about these we don't we don't talk about debbie downers i respect but, that i think that's yeah. true though i i agree with you i definitely agree with you yeah that's a real yeah point. but but you definitely brought some wins into our little podcast today um, and you didn't say anything that we disagree with. I probably said quite a few that you disagree with, but I'm the controversial one. Mary. Asia's the Oprah. I'm the um, Steve Harvey. Rich people don't sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't yeah. get eight hours of sleep. Yeah, it's a good. Oh, sorry, you were saying something. No, I. You know, I think I think disagreeing is is good. I don't think agreeing with everything is always necessary. Yeah. Um, most of my friends are are people that are probably gonna disagree with ninety percent of what other people say because I like even though you were saying that there's people that you know your close circle that might be critical of your podcast. Yeah. Critical is not always bad because sometimes there are things that you need to improve on, and I think yeah, for true. me it's important to have people around me that are gonna tell me the truth regardless. Yes. Just whack. Tell me it's whack. You know, yeah. <laughs> but, then, but then there comes a point though where you could become like overcritical, where like you're only looking for negatives. You know, like everything could be great, but then that one negative thing, like, oh, well, you shouldn't have said this or you shouldn't have said that. Like for instance, um, people out there listening or a part of the Beehive. So we had a podcast two weeks ago, right? And we were talking about the whole Birkenback situation. We we're talking about women promoting prostitution within the rap game, right? So the point that I brought up was I feel like every woman, well, not every woman, but I feel like quite a few black women, their music in some in some shape or another, it, it defines a form of prostitution, right? About the Birkin bag. So with the Birkin bag, she was saying that um, if your man's not buying you a Birkin bag, I think leave him to the streets. So he was stating that with being The $20,000 bag. Yeah, the Birkin bag. Yes. So he was saying with Beyonce, um, what song was that? I think it's Formation. 
um, with the Cheddar Bay Biscuits that she's doing it. Oh, hey, I'm talking about you saying it's formation. You know what's that formation? No, it was formation, right? That's the song. So yeah, so pretty yeah, much doing an exchange, so to say. But I was stating that she's married. So that's going to be an exchange that she's going to make. <laughs> yeah, that can't really be... Comp- I, I, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but it can't really be considered prostitution because she's married. So unless she's talking oh, about... Okay, okay, right. Okay, but here's the thing. But most women who listen to that song that I'm married and they don't think about, oh, she's married to Jay-Z. They just hear the words for that song. So when, when in that song, when she says, when such and such happens, I take them to Red Lobster. To me, that's just like a rapper guy saying the only way that a girl could get money from him is with favors. Yeah. And my whole thing is nobody should promote it. Like, I'm not saying, oh, man, are prostitutes. We're dogs. And in the rap game, we're worse than dogs. My thing is, like, just promote a healthy relationship. I just feel like they all promote unhealthy relationships. Like, I'll buy you something, but you got to do something to me. But is oh, it because that's, that's what sells? You know what I mean? I yeah, feel I like just about to say, if they're talking about something else, do you think it's going to really sell? Like, I don't, I, 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 I agree with you to yeah. an extent, <laughs> but I also believe, I mean, Beyonce is only promoting what, you know, like what she is living f- from her, from her mindset. So I get what you're saying from the people that are listening to it. They're taking what she's saying and using it in the manner that they are. I guess that could be considered prostitution if they, you know, no. I don't see see the prostitution part. So basically, you're saying by a woman taking a man to the Red Lobster for him pledging her correctly, um, that that is prostitution. We're going to just cancel this out because everybody everybody is pro-Beyonce. Everybody's pro-Beyonce. And I'm not. I just love good music. Beyonce has some great songs, but I'm not a diehard fan of hers. I personally feel like that person that song was trash. Cool, but I don't know Beyonce personally, but I feel like you almost sound like a um somebody, somebody who uh. I feel like sometimes people want to hate on Beyonce because everyone likes her, and I think sometimes it's like, no, all right, I want to hate on Beyonce. Songs. Why does everyone like her so much? Which Listen, I, I I can understand that. Like did, I don't Beyonce think Beyonce is the best Halo, singer. No, if she did not have Halo, I would not have Amazing Showers. I scream that song in the shower every time. I love Halo. However, however, I'm just critical of music, period. It's not just her. I'm just a music buff. I love music. Yeah, I love music, too. But I also love marketing, branding, and I love uh, an artist that can be bigger than uh, themselves. Like, if Beyonce were to die today, Beyonce would live forever because she has created this brand that is bigger than her and larger than life like you could hate on you could hate on her voice and say beyonce is not the best singer in the world but, but she's who else can you who else can you um compare Listen, to be the modern day michael busy. jackson that is mariah a, carey, a female, mariah, a female. Carey, mariah carey how <laughs> how is she relevant today <laughs> mariah carey what nick cannon's ex-wife like, come on. <laughs> so, guys, you he know how we do on this podcast. a diehard fan of Mariah so guys, so, guys, you know how we do on this podcast. Yes, it would be we a part two, I see. Perk. <laughs> exactly. We end it with the perk. 
and too much of sugar style last perk disrespecting Miss Carrie like you that. went you took me from nonchalant what? to excited. I did. Like Guys, you got before, me a little you got me a little worked up. You got me before, a little worked up. Before we started, I introduced myself. She was the most nonchalant person I've ever seen. But all of a sudden, <laughs> she just has a lot to say when it comes down to Mariah and Carrie. If you read Mariah book, you Carey understand. is not relevant unless it is November twenty sixth through December thirty first. <laughs> so Asia, what's your perk of the week? <laughs> I'm going to use that. You know, but wait, Asia, no, I have to say something. I gotta say something. I have to say something. Talking about Mariah Carey. <laughs> well, so I do have to say something, however. I've been to three Mariah Carey concerts and I've been to one Beyonce. I will say, because you know me, I pay I pay homage, homage, wherever it's due. Beyonce, hands down, has been the best concert I've ever been to in my life. And it's not She's because a performer. of. Yeah, but it's, it's just the feeling. It's like the. So every. Every artist, okay, they're cool, but their artistry depends on their fan base. She has an amazing fan base. The, we, the people of the Lambly, the Lamb family, we are really loud and ghetto. You know, we're like, we're sophisticated and we're, you know, we're business people. So we don't do all that screaming you and yelling. You want to be so bad. No, the Lamb family? Did you say the Lamb family? Yes. What is the Lamb family? We're Lamb. Explain. So those of us who enjoy those of us who enjoy nice music that doesn't depict a wife prostituting herself to her husband for cheddar beef biscuits and sex, we listen to Mariah Carey and she calls Okay, we gonna go through her track list. And she calls Mariah Carey, us who has M. songs about Eminem stalking her. Like this is exactly. this is what we're comparing so to Beyonce. Like we are. We are. It's just we him. Are. It's just him. We are. Why are you so oh, obsessed with me? I just wanna know. Lying that you're sexing me, meaning that she's a woman of morals. She don't go out there and just give her body to anybody. <laughs> so exactly. So you proved oh my, my point. Gosh. You proved my point. All right. She's a woman to, of caliber. Gonna, you know what? I'm doing a face off. We're gonna close this thing off, people, because I'm headed hiking with some black folk. What? So I said my perk of the week already. It was this beautiful book called Emotional Intelligence. It is by Travis Bradbury. Oh, he's not a female. The female is. Jean Greaves, she is amazing. She's like, I guess she wrote this book 95% of the time, but it kind of changed my life the first three pages. So I definitely do recommend that you guys get that book. Um, it's my perk. You're going to read that your on your hike. I'm going to read this on my hike, actually. Yeah, yeah. My goodness. <laughs> Enjoy so, your hike. Yes. <laughs> so I'll my perk do. of the week um, falls under perseverance because I have a friend that's getting married. And because of COVID, unfortunately, um, changes have been made in the wedding. That's fine. So still, we would like to throw her a bridal shower. And why I put this on a perseverance, yes, this is a happy occasion. But she's so nonchalant. Every time I ask her what she wants to do, she's just like, I don't know. I don't care. And when people are like that, I kind of feed off of that. So I'm not going to put my best foot forward because you're not giving me <laughs> what you want. When I ask you where you want to go eat, I don't care. Who do you want to invite? What's on your guest list? Uh, You could just do these people. Are you sure those are the people that you want? 
um, I really don't care. You could just invite who. So this just drove me crazy this week because she was just no, she was very nonchalant about her bridal shower. But me, I'm going to still be nice. I'm going to turn this event around. And actually, it's today. It's this weekend. So, um, and then also, people who don't help, that's supposed to be your bridesmaids, piss me off. You know we were supposed to do this. This is also a mini red. You know we were supposed to do this for the bridal shower. You know you're supposed to have money. We're going to split her food. We're supposed to, I'm going to buy her a gift. I don't know about you. I don't think like why you don't think that you shouldn't buy her a gift. They did a choice between if I'm going to split their food help pay for the food or if they are going to buy her a gift that was the second thing that pissed me off so it was just dealing with people it's hard out here for camp asia people love no, a job but you know ahead you knew ahead of time that you're gonna be in this wedding. whatever you know ahead of time you were gonna be in this wedding you knew that you should have bought her a gift you know the bridal party is small don't be sitting up there like you broke now <laughs> that's a kid I'm like, I got $5. Y'all, what y'all want with it? You're, You're so wrong. $5. That's so rude. Yeah, not me. But that was my mini rant. But also perseverance. Because even though that's my girl, I love her, I'm still going to make sure the event is going to be great. So sometimes people, with your group of people, you just got to know who you with. You learn different things about them. And sometimes they drive you crazy. And you make them want, and make you want to choke them. But it's all right. <laughs> so breathe. Make alternative that's budget friendly. So I learned to make adjustments and it would be a nice evening by the end of the day. So that was my perk of the week. <laughs> was under so we gotta explain. So we have to explain it too much how perks work. Yes. So perks, even though it was mentioned earlier, but to the people who are listening and don't remember what perk stands for. It stands for perseverance, energy, reward, knowledge, and self, and how any of that could apply throughout your week. It could fall under one or it could fall under multiple. Um, so we, and then sometimes perks may not always be a good thing, but just how you may have, you know, overcome a roadblock, something new that you may have known, you did like a self-care or, you know, something day like that. So, DJ Too Much, do you have a perk of the week? I don't know if this is going to sound negative, but I think my perk um, this week was really just learning to exert my energy only where it is reciprocated. Um, and I, I, I'm somebody who really values, like, adult friendship. You know, my, I have a few really close friends that I, I believe are super loyal um, and really genuinely love me no matter what. But then I realized that there are people um, that are out here that are, you know, their their best interest isn't always for you or they might be trying to use you for whatever reason. Um, they might feel like they could take advantage of you. Um, and I think I learned this week that you have to really uh, kind of see what people's motives are and make sure that you keep around you the people that really have your best interests at heart and try to, you know, um, knock out or you know eliminate people that that you kind of can tell don't really have your best interests at heart are a little selfish 
um, or, you know, their, their main goal is to try to t take advantage of you or use you somehow, whatever, even if, if it's for clout or if it's for money or if it's for just, you know, maybe even just your energy, if you have good positive energy, sometimes people just want to absorb that from you. Um, so really um, guarding your energy and making sure that the people that are around you are good, solid people that really have your best interests at heart and that are going to motivate you uh, to continue to do your best and also to, you know, continue to bring you closer to, you know, your relationship with God as well. I think that's really important. Yeah. Um, but I think this, this week really taught me that, you know, I, I mean, obviously I knew it, but, um, you know, I think sometimes you go through things with friends and you think, oh, maybe, you know, this person isn't supposed to be in my life or whatever. But I think sometimes even going through things isn't always bad because it's going to really show you whether or not this person is meant to be in your life and if what this person's intentions and motives are. Um, and recently I've learned, you know, I've gone through some stuff with like some of my best friends and it's like brought us closer and it's made me appreciate them even more because I see like their, their interests, their best, they have the best intentions for me and they really want to see me win and keeping a circle around you that wants to see you win is very important. So that was my perk of this week. No, that's a really good thing. Don't never feel negative about people that you have to cut off. <laughs> yeah. Listen, don't have you the scissors. We do that often. Yes, because we'll it's, the it's really been like perks for the last couple of episodes. If it hasn't been us talking about people and we have to cut them off or people just really showing their true colors. I think especially doing Rona because we are not saying that we didn't socialize with our friends, but it's more on like a personal level now that we're yeah, really you're starting to see people for what they really are. are. Yeah. Yeah. So don't I've been to my friends like I'm like, I've been hanging with you for how long? Exactly. Oh no, I wasted I just wasted eight years of my life. You gotta go. Right. But yeah, we, yeah, so we get it. Yeah, we totally get but, it. Yeah. But so, also, yeah, God, so you're about to wrap this up, um, DJ yeah. Too Much, if you could drop your text or where people could reach out to you, um, this is the perfect time that you could do it. Well, I'm DJ Too Much. I want to say everybody remain safe out here. It's kind of getting crazy out here in these streets. Um, follow me on Instagram. I am low is too much. That is L-O underscore I-S underscore too much. Um, check me out on social media. Feel free to follow me. And I also have a website, bookdjtoomuch.com. And you can kind of check out everything that I'm uh, affiliated with. And also check out my DJ courses that I've just released that are able to help new DJs brand themselves, build their businesses, market themselves, and get gigs um, and make more money. So, yeah, follow me, Lois Too Much, on Instagram, Instagram, Facebook, and also Twitter. But Instagram is where you'll get all my information. All right, yeah. perfect. Thank you so yeah, much perfect, for being perfect. with us today. And thank you all for tuning in. As you know, this yes. is Perks Podcast, and this is your girl, Asia. And this is Davis. I want to just say that you guys are welcome. I've given you an <laughs> estrogen-filled podcast. Usually, we have lots and lots of testosterone for the past few weeks. But in the next few coming weeks, you're going to get more female opinions because Yay. the male perspective has not been as innovative as some of you listeners want to hear. So, we're going to get more estrogen up in here. But, yep, thank you guys for listening. Um, All right, have a good time. one, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. No thank you.
It works. It's a perk. It works. It's a perk. 